reason why it's going to be a big turnout is people really know what's at stake in this election. The differences between me and my opponent are pretty clear. Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for being here. That, of course, was Hillary Clinton in Detroit yesterday urging supporters to show up at the polls on Election Day. Clinton and her campaign should know that Michigan is not a state they can really take for granted. This state voted for Bernie Sanders in a really close primary election earlier this year, and that was after polls had showed Clinton with a really comfortable lead for months. Part of Clinton's strategy here is to get those Bernie supporters on board with her now, even if they're still sore from the hard-fought primary cycle. But will they do it? Has she done enough to convince them that she's the progressive choice in the general election, not just the more preferable choice over Donald Trump. I want to spend the first two segments today talking about that question, and we want to hear from you. Are you a Bernie Sanders fan? Did you support him in the primary? And how are you feeling about the election now that it's just down to Clinton and Trump as the major party candidates? Of course, we do have other party candidates. Jill Stein uh, and, and Gary Johnson are also going to be on the ballot. But are you supporting Clinton or Trump, or are you really looking at one of these so-called third-party candidates? Or maybe you just don't feel like you're going to be able to bring yourself to vote at all because you just don't think the choices are all that great. Give us a call, 313-577-1019 to join the conversation, 313-577-1019. You can go to Facebook, the WDET page there, or hashtag us on Twitter, Detroit Today, and we'll work your comments into the conversation. But joining me now to talk about this dynamic of Clinton trying to close the deal with progressive voters who may or may not be uh, Democrats, uh, maybe they are not considering themselves to be part of the party, but they sit on the left side of the political spectrum, uh, are two people who are pretty close to the issue. Ben Duell-Fraser is a Bernie Sanders supporter, now supporting Hillary Clinton. And Austin Kidd is a combat veteran and a Detroit Metro leader for the Sanders campaign uh, during the primaries. Now he is a Jill Stein supporter. Ben and Austin, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, So I want to start with the two of you uh, and and have you explain how you got to the place that you are uh, today, how you got to the, the, the space where you are making the decision about who to vote for in November. Ben, I'm going to start with you. Uh, Well, in my case, I expected to vote for Hillary Clinton in November before before Bernie Sanders even announced. I was hoping hoping that Elizabeth Warren was going to run. Uh, That would have been my first choice. Uh, When Bernie ran, I was thrilled and uh, was supporting him. Uh, But the whole time, I expected the race to go somewhat like it went, although actually uh, Bernie Sanders surprised me with how well he did uh, and how well I suppose his supporters uh, did. Um, but the, the entire time I was I was hoping for a progressive option to at least push the agenda forward. I would have liked for the more progressive option to have won, uh, but in the end, I just feel like um, Part of being a progressive is voting for more than just your own interests. You kind of vote for the group's interests. And so 
in the end, uh, as a progressive, you have to vote for what uh, does the best for everyone else uh, in the country. And since America is kind of the leader of the world, you have to vote for uh, what is best for the world. And in the end, I kind of think that um, being stubborn and not voting for Hillary Clinton is almost kind of self-indulgent in a way that uh, is anti-progressive. Yeah, yeah, Ben, I, I, that's a really, that's a really interesting uh, analysis there, and it's it's something I've heard from a lot of Bernie Sanders uh, supporters or people who consider themselves supporters of a more progressive. Democratic Party. Uh, Austin Kidd, uh, you also sit in that political space, but you've come to a different choice. Talk to me about uh, talk to me about how you wound up there. Uh, yes, sir. Um, much like Ben, I uh, uh, was hoping that the more progressive candidate was going to win. And um, unfortunately, that didn't uh, come to be. Um, a lot of people talk about, you know, we need to vote what's what's in the best interest of the world, um, I, I agree. Um, I don't think Hillary Clinton is the option personally for the best interest of the world. Um, like a lot of people, a lot of people like to say, I think Jill Stein is, um, I even like Gary Johnson's, uh, positions on foreign policy better than Hillary Clinton's, even though I, I won't be voting for Gary Johnson because of uh, his economics. I like Jill Stein. Um, and we got to look at what, what's going to happen around the world uh, if we elect either one of the two main party candidates. And what are they talking about? Right now they're talking about, um, we, we've seen Donald Trump express a great deal of interest in um, seizing oil in Iraq. Um, we see Hillary Clinton talk about enforcing no-fly zones. Uh, all these things are dangerous in my opinion. And when I vote, I, I don't just look at what's going to happen here in the United States. I look at abroad. I look at what's best for the whole world. Um, I'm of the belief that we need to put an end to the imperialism that the United States is partaking in. And the best interest for the whole world is to break away from the two-party system. And this is why I'll be supporting Jill Stein. So, so Austin, one one question that I think immediately comes to mind about voting for someone like Jill Stein is is whether you think she she can be president of the United States. I mean, this is somebody that you think has had the experience and has the judgment to do the job that uh, that. Uh, you know, uh, the the other candidates, there are some of the other candidates, I suppose, uh, have more experience doing. And then also, do you think she has a chance? Do you think that the, 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 the vote you cast for her really helps her or the things you believe in advance? Uh, those are great questions because um, that was a, a hot topic even in the primary. Um, you know, Bernie Sanders was being represented as somebody who couldn't win, uh, somebody who lacked experience. But one of the things that kept coming up over and over and over again was the judgment issue. Um, Hillary Clinton has an incredible amount of experience. It's kind of hard to, uh, to come close to that amount of experience. But when we look at the issue of judgment, it's the same thing with Bernie Sanders. Everybody believed he had better judgment. And I do believe bo uh, voting for Jill Stein will further 
the the progressive uh, agenda. Um, we look we look at um, Hillary Clinton right now, and um, she's the lesser of two evils. And if we all just vote our conscience, but that doesn't really make the case for Jill Stein, does it? Um, I believe it does. I, th I think she is, exp if, if you look at her positions on foreign policy, they almost align exactly with Bernie Sanders. So if we're going to say that, if we're going to go from supporting Bernie Sanders, who has almost the same positions as Jill Stein, to saying, oh, well, now Jill Stein doesn't have good judgment, she just expressed almost like 98% the same stuff. So are we saying that Bernie Sanders didn't have good judgment? We were saying that Bernie Sanders had good judgment. Okay. Uh, we have, of course, lots of people who want to participate in this conversation. Uh, and again, 313-577-1019 to tell us how you feel if you were a Bernie supporter in the primary. What are you thinking about the choice that you have now that he's not on the ballot? You have Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, uh, also Jill Stein and Gary Johnson, uh, all uh, trying to get your vote for the presidency. Which one is the one that you are most attracted to? Which one is the one that you feel best about casting a vote for the the question of conscience of course always comes up when we're talking about voting 313-577-1019 to join the conversation or go to facebook the wdet page there or uh, to twitter and hashtag us at detroit today uh, also i want to hear from women in particular uh, so much of the criticism of bernie sanders supporters was about these so-called bernie bros uh, who who supported him and didn't think about feminist issues. Uh, I, I, I knew, of, of course, a lot of women as well who supported Bernie Sanders. And I want to hear from you guys, too. What are you thinking about the choice between Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, Jill Stein, and Gary Johnson? Uh, how are you voting? Again, 313-577-1019 is the number. Uh, let's go to Rashid. Rashid in Gross Point Farms. Welcome to Detroit Today. Yeah, thank you. Good morning. Mm -hmm. um, can you hear me well? I can. Yes. Yes. Um, so, so my point is that um, both Trump and Clinton, they don't have the, the right qualification for being the president of the world, almost. Um, the, the reason I'm saying that it's not just America that is impacted. It's the whole world now. I think and I, I have the sense that, that World War III is about to explode in the world with what's happening in Syria. And I think we need really a wise, very, very, very wise um, a president for the United States um, to, to take this, uh, this wise step and, and not uh, introduce us to World War III. Um, things are deteriorating, de deteriorating in, in the Middle East. Um, um, and, and I think uh, voting for both is, is going to make, make it worse. Um, the other point I have, yes, I was a Bernie uh, supporter, and uh, unfortunately Bernie dropped, and uh, he's doing what he's doing, and he's supporting maybe Hillary now. Um, I see uh, Jill Stein is, is my, my vision for the future, even though, I mean, maybe, maybe, and, and most probably she's not going to make it, but at least we should have a third party in this country because we cannot keep our uh, choices is between one or two and we, we are um, kind of, of uh, voting for the less evil. So that is my whole point. And I think Jill Stein deserves being on the mainstream media and, and get the same chances that uh, Trump and everybody else got from the beginning uh, of, of the primaries. 
she never had, they they wouldn't let her even even show up on on a, on a TV prime time uh, for for that same reason. Because many people, many Bernie Sanders uh, people will be supporting Jill, no question on that, if they know her well. You ask people when when you bring up her name, actually people do not know her because she didn't uh, she didn't uh, get the the the. the, the the fair time on on a prime and a prime time media and main main stream media. Yeah, uh, Rashid, thanks very much uh, for that call. I appreciate your thoughts there. Let's go to Spencer in Birmingham. Spencer, welcome to Detroit today. Good morning, Stephen. Hey. Uh, we actually saw each other the other day at the Shining Light Awards. Uh, oh, very good. Love to celebrate yes. the great work of Cast Community and Reverend Faith Fowler. Yes, no, that was um, wonderful. Anyway, wasn't it? I was a huge Bernie supporter. Um, I can definitely understand where these people are coming from, but the third parties don't have any political infrastructure. So when people are saying they need to vote for their values and what's in their best interest, it's a pipe dream. It doesn't exist. Dr. Stein and Governor Johnson don't hold up to any level of scrutiny. You know, Dr. Stein has held one public office. She's ran many times. She has been the town meeting representative. That is the office she has held. So if we're going to actually hold anyone to any type of standard and not just pick out random people that we like, Bernie wasn't about himself. And when I hear these people, they talk about Bernie. They're not talking about the values. He doesn't have a senator or a congressman, and you don't go from the top. Bernie is Hillary's strongest advocate. He's gone all in for her. I can't understand how these people can't align with him. I mean, he's the single most powerful person in politics right now because he's the person that could have handed a golden ticket to Donald Trump simply by running his own thing. And the last thing I'll say is that Hitler, and this is a, this is a strong comparison, but it is there. Hitler didn't come into power with the majority. The way that he came into power is a bunch of other political parties refused to align behind a different candidate, and he rose to power. I'm not making any apples-to-apples comparisons, but uh, we need to get over how we feel about our vote and think about the repercussions. The the practical end of it. Yeah, no, Spencer, thanks very much uh, for calling uh, and making that point very, very important, significant point. Uh, I want to give Austin Kidd a chance to to, to answer that. Uh, this idea that that voting for Jill, there's a, a sort of luxury associated with voting for someone like Jill Stein uh, because you're not thinking about what the repercussions might be for people if Donald Trump, for instance, were to win because so many people who consider themselves progressives didn't back the liberal candidate who had the best chance of winning. How do you how do you sort that out? Well, you know, I kind of think it's the opposite, actually. I think we have a privilege of, um, you know, not thinking about what's going to happen outside of our country when it, when it comes when we look at it. Obamacare, for example, Hillary Clinton wants to further that. A lot of people, and I'd probably agree with this, that's a good thing. You know, we need people need health care. But now we have the privilege of being able to sit down and say, that's what I want. But now what about these people who are in the Middle East who are going to be at the receiving end of any kind of foreign policy that might come about? What about, what about them, you know, if we don't speak up for the people who don't have a voice? Who, who's going to? I mean, how far are we going to allow it to be pushed? Um, and you think that Jill Stein could could so for for instance she says 
in in her in her ideas that she wants to close 700 military bases around the world. Do you think even if she was elected president, she could do something like that? I think that would be um I think that's a phenomenal idea. Um do I think that she might be able to just snap her fingers and close down 700 bases? Probably not, but getting the ball rolling on that would in my head is at the forefront of things that we need to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ben Dool Frazier, uh, talk about how practicality and strategy figure into your vote for Hillary Clinton, given that uh, that that you do support the ideas that Bernie Sanders was was putting into the campaign in the primary. Well, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, there's, there's, I mean, the math tells us that either Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton is going to be president. Um, and I just think that the stakes are too high. Um, when you talk about the lesser of two evils, um, I just don't think that the analogy is apt. I think it's more like um, somebody who has some pretty annoying characteristics versus genuinely potential evil or at least um, consequences that might as well have been done by an evil person. Um, and so, you know, I just, I just think that the, the cliche of the lesser of two evils is totally, um, totally worn out and, and overused in this case. I can't imagine how people can't see the difference um, between these two candidates and, and see it as more than just a gulf between people who are close. Um, I think that if people want to build a third-party movement, uh, this is not the moment to do it. If you want to build a third-party movement, uh, donate 100 bucks, spend every Saturday and Sunday at Eastern Market, um, you know, signing, getting, getting petitions signed, or um, run for city council, run for school board, whatever, on, on the Green Party ticket. Do all these things. But then when you have... A maniac who thinks that climate change is a uh, what do you call it a hoax made by China yeah. if you if you think that you have somebody who is expressed a willingness to use the justice system against his political opponent um, these are these are dangerous ideas you know if you it, he, the ideas that he has for um, how to help out black people is to, you know, like institute nationwide stop and frisk. If you want to stop him, you vote for Hillary. If you want to stop Hillary or the Democratic Party or uh, the centrism of the Democratic Party or whatever, then long term, if you want to stop that system, you have to put in hard work. You don't get to just go on election day uh put some ink somewhere three minutes later, pat yourself on the back. Mm. Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a really interesting way to, to see this. Uh, of course, the conversation here is also taking place on Facebook and on Twitter, on Twitter. Matthew Dyer says, I voted for Bernie in the primary. I will vote for Hillary. If a third party wants to be considered, start at the state level, reflecting what uh, Ben Duell uh, Frazier is saying, uh, right, just said right now. And then Samantha on Twitter says, I'm going to be voting for Dr. Jill Stein in November. I was not part of the Democratic Party before Bernie, and I won't be 
now. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about Hillary Clinton and whether she can shore up votes from people who supported Bernie Sanders in the primary. And stay with us on the phones, on Facebook, and on Twitter, 313-577-1019. Stephanie in West Bloomfield, we'll get to you next. Uh, Stay with us on Detroit Today. listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for being here. Uh, I am talking uh, today about Bernie Sanders supporters and what they're going to do on November 8th. Will they get in line behind Hillary Clinton, the Democratic nominee for president, or will they vote for third-party candidates like Jill Stein or Gary Johnson, or will they vote for Donald Trump? I can't tell you how many people I ran into Uh, during the primary, who said that their choices in this election boil down to Bernie Sanders or Donald Trump. I I see a lot of dissonance between those two positions. I don't think I understand how you can sort of come to the conclusion that one or the other is the right choice, but lots of people did say that to me. And if you believe that, I definitely want to hear from you today. Uh, uh, to talk about what 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 choice you're going to make, what what are you going to do when you go into that booth on November eighth? Three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number to join the conversation. You can also go to Facebook, our WDET page there, or hashtag us on Twitter at Detroit Today uh, to talk about this subject. We'll work your comments into the conversation. I've also got Ben Duell Frazier, a Bernie Sanders supporter who now supports Hillary Clinton with me on the line, and Austin Kidd, a combat veteran, uh, and he was the Detroit Metro leader for the Sanders campaign in the primary. He is now a Jill Stein supporter, uh, and we are talking about how they came to those conclusions, how they came to the space where they have decided what they are doing, what they are doing uh, on November 8th. Uh, really quick, I want to read a comment from Megan <clears throat> on Twitter. I was strong with Bernie, now with Hillary. Very concerned with Hillary's close corporate ties, but uh, no reasonable alternative. I think uh, a lot of people have reflected that kind of thinking to me as well. Let's go to Stephanie, though, in West Bloomfield. Stephanie. Welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I was a huge Bernie supporter who, um, when he dropped out, I did think that I was going to vote third party. Um, I voted for Ralph Nader in my first ever um, presidential election that I was able to vote in. Um, But after examining why I really thought I disliked Hillary, I started looking into her and realizing that there are a lot of allegations against her, but nothing has ever been brought forth that she could be prosecuted for. Um, And I do believe that she adopted 90% of Bernie's platform. Not getting Hillary Clinton elected into the the White House has much larger larger detrimental ramifications than voting third party. So we have to get Hillary Clinton elected. Trump is is very bad for this country. He's very, very bad on so many levels that I don't even think we have time to talk about. But if you really look at the platform she adopted, she adopted Bernie's platform. So I think she is our best choice to get his progressive movement on the rise. Stephanie, do you worry about the things, though, that have been said 
uh, about Hillary Clinton, not the the not the 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 corruption kind of allegations that that have been leveled against her, but things like uh, what I just read uh, from Megan on Twitter, who says she's concerned with Hillary's close corporate ties. That that that's who that's who supports her, and that's I who's am, paying for her campaign. Go ahead. Yeah, I am concerned about that, but what I'm hoping is that this revolution that Bernie started will continue, and that we will hold her, Bernie himself and his supporters, and this kind of progressive movement will hold her accountable for her actions to get that platform that she adopted from Bernie moving. So, yes, get corporate money out of politics. Stop taking all these donations from Wall Street and govern the people and not money. That's where we need to get back is governing the people. These people in Washington work for us. We pay their salaries. So it's about time that we start really getting involved in the political process and demanding that they start representing us. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Stephanie, thanks very much uh, for calling in. Uh, let's go to Emmett in Detroit. Emmett, <clears throat> welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning, Stephen. Hey, how are you? Um, I actually uh, started off as just a true independent. I was looking at a candidate, and I'm still looking at a candidate, and I'm looking closely into Jill Stein as well, very closely. Um, I just have a real kind of twisted view of uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, with all the corporate money, I agree, like previous callers, um, I want to get away from the, the corporate money being in, in politics. I really want to get away from the nation building. We need to recenter our focus here in the United States on our people, uh, our roads, our schools, things of that nature. And I just really feel like, you know, we, we, we you know, Bernie was let down because of a lot of uh, misconceptions and then a lot of fraud uh, at the end of the day. And I'm going to continue to look closely at Jill Stein. Just a little history about myself. Uh-huh. I used to work as a, a defense contractor for KBR. Uh-huh. And I'm afraid that if Hillary gets in office, she's really going to let us down. Cause she's going to want to commemorate her name and actually go back to Iraq or actually introduce us to another war. And I've seen the money wasted when I was in Baghdad myself. I think that money could be best used here in the United States. Yeah. Well, Emmett, uh, great, great points. And I'm glad you called uh, to make them. Ben Dill-Fraser, I wanted you to answer uh, some of what Emmett said there. Do you worry about these things, these sort of impulses that that, uh, Hillary Clinton might have toward uh, more militarism, more uh, involvement in, in, in foreign wars, more deployment of U.S. troops. That's something that, that I hear a lot of people talk about. And, of course, uh, that also raises the question of uh, the balance in our budget. In other words, how much money are we spending pursuing these these aims in other countries through the military when we could be spending that on infrastructure here? Do you, do you think she's sensitive enough or attuned enough to those issues to, to deal with them? Well, I think that uh, when it comes to foreign policy, that's probably the area where a lot of Bernie supporters have the most qualms with Hillary Clinton or even with uh, President Obama. Um, But I still think that you can, even on foreign policy, kind of line up a, you know, what is better for the country. Hillary Clinton, who is a pretty predictable uh, Democrat, a pretty predictable, you know, uh, kind of normal American politician, um, versus Donald Trump, who has 
you know, even in rallies of his, sworn uh, while talking about how much he'll bomb people. Um, I am, I am dismayed that Americans uh, in general treat other people around the world as if they're less valuable than Americans, as if you sort of get a discount, like, yeah. like one U.S. life is worth more than, let's say, I don't know what the ratio would be, 10 or 15 um, other lives. I wish that, I wish that we would believe that all lives are equally valuable, um, both foreign and domestic, and I think that would help guide our policies more um, in a direction of peace. Uh, but in the end, I still look at Hillary Clinton as being somebody who isn't going to lead us at least into a um, war of choice. Right. Um, she's... I think that I think I think Democrats uh, have kind of a, a little bit of a better uh, track record on this, and the Democratic Party is more progressive and left leaning than it used to be. Um, so you know, I think you could be anticipating now and in the future, the Democrats reflecting more um, the style of Jimmy Carter or Bill Clinton, who both engaged the military, who both um, did, you know, kind of like uh, tricks to get other country, well, at least in Jimmy Carter's case, got, used, used tricks to get the Soviet Union to go to war uh, in Afghanistan, which still led to a lot of death. In, of both uh, Soviet soldiers and Afghani soldiers um, and civilians. And so, like, like we don't have uh, these, these kind of perfect choices, but if I, compare, um, if I compare Jimmy Carter to Ronald Reagan, Jimmy Carter's not perfect, but I'll take Jimmy Carter every day. If yeah. I compare Bill Clinton to George Bush, I'll take Bill Clinton every day. And if I'm going to compare Hillary Clinton to Donald Trump, it's not even a competition. I am easily, easily taking Hillary Clinton yeah. over Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, Gregory on Facebook says, hey, there's no requirement of being a career politician to become the president of the United States. Uh, he says, maybe if we had a candidate who hasn't spent a career accepting donations from special interests, the country might function properly. I am for Dr. Jill Stein and the Grill, the Green Party. Uh, um, another... Uh, another opinion there and sort of reflecting this this uneasiness with Hillary Clinton. Tony all on Facebook reflecting somewhat the same sentiment. He says, Green Party for me, status quo is not working. Uh, let's go to Kevin in Sterling Heights who wants to talk about uh, the, the, the bridge between Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump. I referenced earlier that lots of people have told me this year that their choice boils down to Bernie Sanders or Donald Trump, and I've always been sort of scratching my head about that, thinking one's far left, the other is not just far right, but uh, a little nutty. Uh, how, do you, how do you get to that space? Kevin in Sterling Heights, talk about uh, what you see there. Good morning. Yeah. Um, I think the bridge between Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump is that they're not Hillary Clinton. Well, well, right. That's the the sort of literal choice, right? <laughs> they're neither is her. No, they're uh, both horrible choices. But uh, all right, Clinton, then, then let's all vote for Stephen Henderson because he's not Hillary Clinton either. <laughs> right. Well, okay. Let's not let's not get crazy, Ben. <laughs> uh, the, uh, yeah. Go ahead, uh, Kevin. So the issue is, um, agree with Hillary's policies and let her. But because of her email server 
and her lapse of national security, she's going to be subject to blackmail from both Moscow and Beijing. That will disqualify her as commander-in-chief. Right, right. Uh, that, you know, Kevin, I, I hear a lot of people saying that. I, I think I think it's an extreme analysis of what's going on. But I, but again, I think I hear a lot of people sort of feeling and, and saying that same thing. So thanks very much for calling and adding to the conversation. Let's go to Mike in Oxford. Mike, welcome to Detroit Today. Hello. Uh-huh. Um, first time uh, caller, long time listener. Uh-huh. Um, Excellent. All right. We like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I was a big Bernie supporter, um, and I do like the idea of a third party, but I am going to vote for Hillary Clinton because I don't feel that the third party has is going to have enough votes to get anything done. I, I think a third party could work if they started a lot earlier and supported each other. Um, it's, like, it's like they seem too scattered, and there's just too many people. I'm going to Jill Stein, or, and it's like, you know, I can appreciate the, the sentiment, and it's great, but it's like, you know, and I like Gary Johnson myself, but I don't think he's got a chance. I just don't. And so I've got left with, you know, Hillary, who I'm a little sketchy about some of her ethics, to say the least. And then there's Donald Trump, who has the world's worst ideas. Um, the man is dangerous. Um, he sounds to me like a dictator. Um, isn't the first thing that dictators, when they do, when they get in power, don't they, the first thing they do is incarcerate Anybody who opposes them, <laughs> pretty much, yeah, uh, yeah. That around the world. And then, and then, I I hate what he's doing to children. It's like Donald Trump is doing. It's, he's doing to us what he did at his first business deal: divide and conquer. He played one side against the other for his first business deal when he redid that hotel in New York, and now he's dividing all of us up too by racial lines. And I mean, his dystopian version version of the future is not something I yeah. would so, like to subscribe so to. So you're so even though you were a Bernie supporter, you are planning to vote for Hillary Clinton? Is that, yes is that I am. Fair? And it makes me sort of a closet supporter because <laughs> I don't I don't talk about this publicly usually. And I don't put it on <laughs> Facebook because quite honestly every one of my friends will attack me and tell me all the stories about the rape victim when she was a defense attorney and I've heard them all. But I can't vote for a man who wants to build a wall and, and quite obviously has never done the engineering homework on that. Um, yeah, yeah. Anybody who supports the wall should look up how much it will cost, where it's going to go. <laughs> and whether <laughs> and, it would even work. I mean, the, the, it won't work. Are, it will be just are... as effective as the Great Wall of China. Sure. It will be a monument to his presidency. Yeah. It will be a monument to ignorance, fear, and stupidity. Yeah. And unfortunately, I just, you know what? Honestly, I think the Republican Party, if they pretty much had anybody else running for office besides Donald Trump, Hillary would have lose, lost in a landslide. That's possible. That's entirely that's entirely possible. Mike, thanks very much uh, for the call. Uh, Austin Kidd, uh, combat veteran, uh, Metro leader for the Sanders campaign this fall now, Jill Stein uh, supporter. Uh, I, I want to ask you before I let you leave, is there anything that Hillary Clinton could say in the next three weeks that would change your mind? Or, uh, let me put it this way, is there anything that Donald Trump could say or do that would frighten you enough about his presidency to say, listen, I've got to go out and cast a ballot for the one person who has the best chance at defeating him? Um, n- that's no to both of those. Um, 
I think the most important thing that people need to ask themselves is when do we when is it acceptable to support another candidate at what point because when I started uh, work working for Bernie he was polling at about three percent and a lot of people were saying well he, well he you know he, he can't win he we didn't can't have support a chance, him sure right he did now I know there's a lot of hypocrites out there because a lot of people went from saying that to um to say being all about him, right? right? Exactly. So, at what point do we say that it's acceptable to support somebody? I mean, what percent is there? I mean, you know, it's it's it just doesn't make sense to me that if if it's not acceptable to support a candidate, they're not going to get anywhere. And we're battling, an, uh, we're we're fighting an uphill battle because everybody keeps bringing up Hillary Clinton's corporate interests. And that's what we're fighting against when it comes to, I mean, you look at the news, you look at CNN, all, it's been proven through those leaks that the DNC was conspiring with the media against Bernie. And what we're pretty much facing right now is a privatized ministry of propaganda. All right. That's a, that's a very strong statement, really strong phrase. And if you feel that way, I absolutely understand why you can't vote for Hillary Clinton. Uh, ben Duel Frazier, same question to you, but in the opposite. Is there anything that Hillary Clinton could do uh, or say in the next couple of weeks that would make you say, eh, I really can't be about this? Or is there something that Jill Stein or Gary Johnson could come up with that would really change your, change your mind about how you want to vote? Hillary Clinton could get bit by a vampire and be actively trying to get inside my house as I filled out an absentee ballot. She could break the window and be gnawing on my neck, and I'd still be voting for Hillary Clinton over top of Donald Trump or Jill Stein or Gary Johnson. All right. Well, no ambiguity there, Ben. Uh, <laughs> that's a very colorful metaphor. Thanks very much uh, for being here, both of you, Austin Kidd and Ben Duel Frazier. Of course. All right. And also remember, uh, listeners, today is the last day to register to vote on November 8th. So if you aren't registered, get out and go do it today. That's one of the most important things you can do. And of course, if you don't do it, then you can't show up and vote on November 8th. When we come back, we are going to talk about Latino American voters, how they have grown in among the American electorate over the last several decades, and how their allegiances run. They used to vote for Republicans. Uh, George W. Bush carried a lot of Hispanic votes, but Barack Obama has been crushing among Latinos. What is the future of the Latino vote here in America? We're going to talk about it next with Elias Gutierrez, the publisher of the Latino Press. Stay with us on Detroit Today.